it's so interesting when you speak because your story is my story i don't know when you came here and when you speak it's all the same thing you know and this is actually ultimately what led into quitting coming into existence because of the challenges when we move here you know when you first come here it's so different and there's nobody like even if you know like you say you only know as much as the person who picks you up from the airport so this guest But, today is an entrepreneur she's a leader she's a business lady she is a mom and i'm telling you i am so happy that i am able to host her today i have been looking forward to this moment for a very long time and i'm so glad that she's able to join us the one thing that inspires me the most about this lady is fact that she always finds ways that she can connect um the women in the diaspora with investment opportunities back home so if she sees land is for sale or any good opportunity she's our connection and she tells us all these good things so without further ado please help me welcome this next guest in lily welcome thank you thank you so much for having me today so tell me a little bit about yourself a little bit about your background who's lily <laughs> wow so Trudy before we start I was actually asking myself who's Trudy and I'm here because I was like I'm going I'm going to go I'm going to be surprised um I didn't look you up or anything because I knew we, we're going to get to know each other on here uh but uh let me answer your question who's Lily uh my name is Lily Richards Richard is my dad and um uh, i'm a mom of a beautiful young lady she's eight other than that i'm also an entrepreneur i am the owner and ceo of lavish by lily and premier merrans global um i'm also the founder of kenya women in the usa this is a non-profit organization kuitu and other than that i sit in a couple of boards um i am a woman who is very passionate about women issues and so i feel like when tudi reached out to me um i had to show up for this woman because i don't know her so i wanted to get to know tudi so i hope tudi you're going to bring me in i'm going to get to know you as we do this yeah thank you so much for having me absolutely hey and now mm-hmm. I, i envision the same thing happening since really we've never really met face to face this is our first interaction um, yeah. i've always you know just seen you being passionate out there you know in the quitu forum and doing all these things and i'm just being inspired over here but the fact that we're in the same room right now communicating i uh, yeah i i'm sure you're going to be asking me questions that i'm going to be asking you questions so yes let's keep the conversation firing up Amen. Yes. Let <laughs> this end question number 1. Who's your audience? I want to know who I'm talking to. I'm I thrive in women's spaces, so I don't know where I am right now. Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. So the our audience it's initially it started with um you know just real people telling real stories and having a chance to inspire someone else and i'll give you a little bit of a personal touch and the reason why i started this show 
I remember when I first moved to the United States, I didn't have that guiding principle or I didn't have that someone that would hold my hand and say, hey, don't get a credit card or don't do this. Or if you do that, you're going to regret for the next 10 years. I didn't have that. So I came here with the mentality of I'm making, and mind you, I was only making, I want to say $10 an hour. And I was excited. I'm, I'm thinking I'm making this much money in Kenyan shillings and anything. I'm just, I can buy a car. I can buy everything. <laughs> and oh my gosh, did I mess up? So, and, and it's because, and it, again, it's because you're, you're only as good as someone who picks you up from the airport, what they know is what you end up knowing and, and for the next i don't know how many years until you start meeting other people in other networks and noticing that oh other people are doing other things out there that maybe i should learn something so that that's really what inspired me to start this it's because mm. not every day i will i will meet a lily richards to tell me how did you get started in your business or how did you navigate living in america as a kenyan woman but if you and I can have this conversation, can you just imagine how many people out there are going to be impacted positively by this, by learning, hey, maybe I shouldn't do that. Let me start right. here. So just, you know, having our own connection, our own mentorship in that way. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting when you speak because your story is my story. I don't know when you came here. And when you speak, it's all the same thing you know and this is actually ultimately what led into quitting coming into existence because of the challenges when we move here you know when you first come here it's so different and there's nobody like even if you know like you say you only know as much as the person who picks you up from the airport but again there's a thing we have when we guys uh as kenyans there's this thing we have where you don't like to bother people about everything you want to put in an effort and you don't want to go to somebody like today you're like oh so how do i apply to for school and then they help you all in like oh so which schools how do i look up like our creations and oh how do i get funding because see i just got here and i don't have the money how do I? so i had to learn how to be able to do research on my own you know and basically what quito has done now is you show up and you just ask and you get resources just and that's why we're here. We don't want anybody else coming into the U.S. from Kenya and being lost. We want you to come join our community and thrive. Just from the day you get here, just thrive, thrive, thrive. And that's quitting for you. We're here to connect, support, and empower. And back to now us. Mm -hmm. You know, same similarity, same story. You come here, you are on your own, and you're trying to figure out your way. It's very difficult when you don't have anyone, mommy. And actually... It's sad because that's the reality for many of us, actually most of us. And as women, it's even worse because some of us come here when we already have babies. Mm -hmm. And what that means, because when you came here, for some for some time your life was on hold, right? Yeah. Oh. Mine was. It was on hold, like a good hold. I had to go back to school. And even going back to school, you start from zero. Like you, whatever degree you have, forget about it. And... Imagine you're here, you're here with kids, now you get to choose. Who goes to school first, me or my kids? Obviously your kids. And that's something that women go through all the time. We make sacrifices, we put our kids ahead of us, we send them to college, we wait, you know, for our turn. And these are things that go unsaid because we don't quite understand that that by itself is 
has such a huge impact on our lives here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree. I could not agree more, especially the part that once we migrate from Kenya to a completely different country, our life is truly on hold and it's not and it's not on hold because we don't know what we're doing it's on hold because we're trying to learn and adapt to a completely new culture we, yes we're coming from a place where we say water and then now we have to say water water, water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we say sidewalks we know pavements and we have to say sidewalks now and even in school, the English is different, you know, you, you know, it's a lot, but sorry, my daughter's phone is ringing. <laughs> real, real life, right? Yeah, sorry. So, so I actually will circle back to women again. The thing is when we guys come here, right, this thing we call a hold, it affects us more, you know? Um, and for example, if you are maybe thinking, oh, I have a relationship in Kenya, I'm going to come work, blah, blah. Most of the time we end up losing these relationships. Most of the time we, as women, when we come here, we cannot go on, like say you wanted to have a kid at 27 or 26. That's it's impossible because when you get here, you realize, oh my gosh. I probably need to go to school. I probably need to go to school so that I can work on my career because if I don't, I'll just end up with this Kazem Kono forever. And so you decide I'm going to a four-year college. Now, Plania who gets a baby at 27 changes into having a baby at 35 because even after that, you have to stabilize yourself. And that's why we're seeing many women in the diaspora having babies late. And it's not a crazy thing. It's just that I notice many people in back home don't grasp these kind of things but we guys are living that reality where you come here and it's a whole different like if you want to get it all you gotta <laughs> you have to plan and you're gonna be late for some reason we, some of us you know get married at really late you know <laughs> your plans to get married at 25 didn't work because you had to prioritize something um yeah we go through a lot as women when we migrate here. We do. We, yeah. No, spot on. And it's not only that we're going through, you know, getting our, our goals in, in, in line. We're also supporting family back home. So-and-so yeah. needs wolfies. So-and-so needs, you know, you name them. Yeah. And that's, that we can't run away from. we are community people and actually for some of us you're the only person who's been you know you're out into the united states uh, in the whole clan everybody depends on you it's not about just you so and everybody many of us actually all of us go through this where you work and you're pretty much sending money home all the time Mm -hmm. um it happened to me i'm a firstborn so imagine the magnitude because it had to reach a point where I had to have a conversation with my mom. And I told my mom, hey, listen, um, I just had a baby now. So I'm going to release myself from this responsibility. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> now your youngest kid is out of campus. And I've done this and that and that and that. You know, I knew my mom is at a good place because by that time, I was working out her visa to come into, to come to the United States also. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had already filed for her. My sister was in the police force. My brother was out there hustling, trying to get jobs. My other little brother was out of campus. So what you need my money for? I have a baby. My baby. I had to literally wait until my family is in a good place so that I can also start mine. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I can so imagine. I had my own child. Now it's time for me to take care of my own. Mm-hmm. And I never looked back. Good for you. Yeah. And that's the problem. Many people don't know how to have that conversation. You have to cut sometimes. At some point you have to realize, hey, I have now. I have to also take care of me and my own. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So hey, yay to being firstborn. Yeah. <laughs> You're a firstborn? Yeah. <laughs> We're the mini parents. We are literally just parents on here. We are. As soon as How many siblings? Um I have um three siblings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look at how many how much yeah. things we have in common. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about your life in the US. So, you know, we have similar backgrounds in which we were uprooted from our original home. We came here. We had to forge our own path. But if you were to look back at all the things that you have learned along the way, is there anything that you would You know, you can look back and say, "Wow, I, I I wish I knew this back then, and I do really want someone else to know this so they can avoid this coming in." Mm, yeah, there's just one thing. Um, whew, I sit down and I just, I, I you know, I ask myself, you know, why is it that when I came here there was no quitu or any organization that would do what quitu is doing for women, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is very hard, and I don't know if people actually understand that when you leave your home and you go somewhere, you know, at first it's exciting. You're like, "Oh my God, the roads are so beautiful! Oh my God, everything is beautiful! Oh my God, there's no, I've never seen this." Yes, it's that, that excitement. Then when it starts wearing off and you start realizing, "Oh my gosh," now you start becoming that, you know, homesick because you're not gonna sit on your neighbor's veranda anymore and start talking. And you know, you try to go sit on your neighbor's veranda, they're calling the cops. So <laughs> you're not doing that, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and 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 it's funny. I'm going to say this and I know my sister is probably not your audience, but I'm going to say this story. When my sister came here, um she was only here what, two days. <laughs> <laughs> my sister, it was summertime. So she walked down the street. She was like, she told me, you know, I'm just going to try see if I can get a job. <laughs> But that's the perception. <laughs> I was like <laughs> cleaning like I can <laughs> I said to her, you're going to end up in jail like today. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine how quickly this place became lonely for my sister, you know? And that's the thing though. So for me, when I came here, you see before your paperwork comes through you know you you can't do nothing you're staying in the house and there was always nobody at home so at some point you find yourself alone with yourself just sitting there wondering what to do you know you can't 
uh, walk out there and start just randomly talking to people. They think something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I would get out if I'm really, really like uh, stressed. I would get out and go to, to uh, there was a CVS close by. Mm-hmm. And just walk through the CVS, hang out at the cosmetic, you know, aisles and just do that. <laughs> you know, just because um, I'm trying not to get crazy. But you see, many people get um, sad. They get homesick. They, start, they get sad. They get depressed. They, get, they feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fall through the cracks. And that's why there was a time where we were hearing so many stories of Kenyans being found dead alone in their homes, like, I don't know, 15 days later, five days later, how many days they need, like, this person didn't have friends, like, you know, it's because people are alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very sad reality. And um, normally, if you come here and you're not able to, you know, you're not you're not able to just transition properly mm-hmm. and you don't have a community, you don't have friends, people you can actually talk to once in a while when you feel homesick or you feel a certain type of way. It is so amazing what even hearing a familiar voice can do to you or even just hearing a familiar um, language. Yes. I remember when I was here one time, I was on a, I went to Walmart, I was just buying stuff, uh, just went shopping. And at that time, at least I was already working. I had my little hoop tea. I could drive, go to Walmart. So um, there was this guy, Asian, but this guy was speaking Swahili on the phone. So I knew this is my people. This is my people. Yeah. Right? And so he was talking, talking on the phone. And I'm just like stalking the guy. We're just following this guy, following him around the store. I'm just like, I, until he hangs up. Just so that I can say, hey, Jambo. <laughs> yeah, say Jambo, Abari. You know, that was good. It was therapy. I felt like, whoo. Yeah, I got that little dose of, of hope. It felt so good. You know, and this guy, he actually did understand. And, you know, he just said, hello, Nini Nini. He's actually, it turned out he was from Tanzania. He wasn't even Kenyan. But, hey. Hey. And also, I ended up with a gynecologist who was Kenyan and Indian born in Kitale. So that was a good thing for me. And so there were Kenyans too. It's not like we didn't have, but we were never able to see each other like on a daily basis. Some would meet in church and some over the weekend because of work. Um, and so I continued to look for Kenyans. And that's what we normally do. You try to look for community, look for community and, and see, you know, keep it going. But some people are not able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on where you are. And if you're not able to do that, that's when it's really sad because many people fall through the crack. They are not able to transition from just coming from, you know, being in Kenya and now coming here and catching up with this culture mm-hmm. and being able to function and be productive in this place, this new place. Yeah. For sure. So walk yeah. me through the Kwitu, Kwitu vision. So what was going on, like what was going on in your mind and I know you've kind of, you know, insinuated why quit too, um, but yeah, just give me a little bit about the vision and um, about the organization. Yeah, it was it was a lot, okay, because um, at some point, just being lonely, I ended up on the internet a lot, and there was something called I don't know if you were born those days, 
<laughs> okay, so there was something called MySpace. But before I ever went into MySpace, I was on something called High, you know, High Five. It was called High Five. Uh-huh. Okay. So that was back then, social networking, yeah. And then there was something called Graduate that was very popular with Kenyans. So Graduate was where you could find people you went to school with. But other than that, there was communities where you just find yourself in groups discussing a certain topic. And you just, you know, talk, talk until you guys are like, you know each other by like name and profile photos and you start conversations just keep going it was really nice and i i was in there a lot because i had nothing else to do mm-hmm. so then during that time facebook you must uh ha, you, you had to have had uh, dot edu email to set up your facebook and i was not able to have facebook at that until when now facebook decided that anybody now can join i did i joined um during that time i think it was back in 2016 or 17. Yeah. So I got into Facebook and then I started realizing there's Kenyan communities out there, but most of them were communities with people, uh, mostly uh, people who were running these communities. And many women in those communities were from Europe. Oh. And hmm. then we had these groups that were the Kilimani kind, which honestly, those are amazing. Um, forums but they were doing nothing for me as a kenyan woman living in the states Mm -hmm. and this is because number one the time difference number two it was gossip all day it was Mm -hmm. drama all day it was nobody's telling me about how to file my taxes nobody's reminding me about oh this is what you do for a school year this is where you go to apply college this is how you get the faster forms this is so it was doing nothing for me unless you want drama which okay that part a hundred i was getting that, you know uh-huh. i was getting it late because when i by the time you get their comments are like 3k but hey mm-hmm. it was there <laughs> then the european ones also not making any sense because it was all about the it was no it wasn't working mm-hmm. and so i figured we need a community for kenyan women in the us and canada because we guys have more or less the same challenges we are in the same sphere so mm-hmm. a group with both us and the Canadians will probably help us. And when when I started Quito, it was supposed to be a group that basically sorts us out. Sorts us out because the loneliness I went through, mm-hmm. the hardship I had to go through trying to find. I looked for my own college. I didn't ask nobody for that information. I looked for my own funding for school. I did all this research, you know. I was checking accreditations. I even compared fees from various colleges to know where I'm going to apply. Wow. I went through curriculums that were being offered by colleges to know which college offers what I'm looking to do and among them, which one do I favor the most and then which one is not going to cost me too much money, you know? Mm-hmm. I did all of this by myself and then decided, okay, I'm applying to this college. I had to get my staff evaluated, went through that alone, you know? Wow. Took my staff to college, bought my car, my first car on mm-hmm. my own, yeah? And you are talking about CG, you came here. I came here with about four, what? I don't remember, but I think it's four or five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. My first shopping experience, I went to Macy's and oh my God, I just wanted that Mac foundation. You uh-huh. know? The, the one that's uh, the, how do you call it? Uh, not the powder, the other one. And that stuff cost me 30 something dollars. And I was like, wow, this is cheap. That is something dollars. Went into Macy's, walking around Macy's, I saw this black dress. 
that dress was plain, mommy, plain. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I paid 60 something dollars for it because I thought, oh, 60 something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Two months later, I was working at Macy's, Holiday Associates. When I saw my first paycheck, which had taken me a whole week, I had only made 275 down there. Excuse me? That's when now the dollar kicked in. <laughs> like, whoa. I want my money back. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man, it hits you. I took the dress back. I, I had only worn it once. I said, I still have the receipt. It's going back. Are you kidding? <laughs> 275? What? I've been working all week from 6 a.m. to like, what? No, 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 no. Then I sat down with myself calculating. I'm like, no, 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 no. Why did I buy a dress? Why did I pay 65 for a dress? Why? I, I... No. And so that's how I started. And so... It's this challenge is things like this that I, you know, we needed, I felt like we need a community where we can channel all our issues, be able to talk freely as women, be able to vent, be able to discuss issues that are affecting us. You know, when we guys started quitting, even mental illness, people didn't want to talk about that. People are afraid to say they're depressed. People are afraid to say they're going through this and that. People are afraid to talk about anything, domestic violence, but now, are you kidding? You know, nobody's afraid anymore. Somebody can come and talk about all four mental illnesses they, that they've been diagnosed with and just talk about it and, and it's not strange anymore. Mm-hmm. We've all come a long way, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what actually uh, drove me into this was the necessity. It was out there. Mm-hmm. I lived through it and I know many of us are going through it and many to come will go through it. Mm-hmm. So it was all about let's connect Kenyan women so that Kenyan women are connected. And through that, we can support each other and empower each other, hence our mission, which is to connect, support, and empower. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And I mean, as a queer, as a queer to member, I almost said queer member, but as a queer to member. Yes, it's queer. It is queer. It depends who's your audience. If you're talking somewhere in the Nyahururu, yeah, you might want to say queer too. Me too, but uh, otherwise yeah. it's too. So as a queer member, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. What I was just gonna say is, I do see a lot of that, and I do derive a lot of empowerment and motivation. But just by, and we have so many women just, um, they discover something and they come live, and they share that knowledge freely. Yes. Those mm. are the kind of you know things that you really don't get anywhere, and unless you're a part of a network or um, um, you know, like action somehow so i do i do enjoy it it's been one of those groups that i'm like yep i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna hang out in here a while yay and you know it's also the the group culture that we guys have cultivated it starts with us so we guys even you know as leaders we do the same we've cultivated this culture where we're like listen we find it it's amazing you'll hear about it Mm -hmm. okay like it doesn't earn me anything to sit on information that can help somebody. It doesn't, um, that information is not necessarily going to do much for me if, if I don't share it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know about it. I should share it so that another person can benefit and we all benefit. Mm-hmm. So that is the mantra. That's what, how we run this group. We have the culture of, listen, we are growing. Mm-hmm. If you're in this group and you're not growing, then something is wrong. Mm-hmm. We want every one of us to grow we want every one of us to be at a better place than when you joined this group. And we do allow that. If you feel that this group is not doing anything for you, maybe you should exit and find a community that is 
doing something for you because we do our best to make sure we are adding value every single day you leave that group with value mm -hmm. yeah powerful that's a great vision thank you. well congratulations and thank you for creating the platform thank you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, now just pivoting just a little bit. Um, I know you're an entrepreneur. I mean, you wear so many different hats. So let's talk about, you know, I, I know like in your stories as you, we've been talking, you know, mm. your first purchase in the US was makeup. And then you also mentioned something about when you were bored, you'd go to Walgreens, um, CVS and <laughs> hang out in the makeup <laughs> aisle. So mm -hmm. now I kind of get the, uh, you, you, you love makeup and beauty, but let's talk yeah. about brand a little bit yay yes i do listen look at me i'm actually the kind of girl that was born with big okay not big but thick lips yeah mm -hmm. have you met my, my lips they're fully loaded <laughs> <laughs> yeah so listen growing up when you're a young lady and there's this imperfection because many people would, would see it that way when you're young this was like one of the way the reasons why i got bullied so one reason was my complexion mm -hmm. because in my family i'm the only person who has a lighter skin tone everybody else has a dark skin tone mm -hmm. and people used to pick on me like i remember this specific girl who used to tell me she used to call me chinese and she's like Oh my god, I hated, I hated my complaint. What is going on? You know, I was a child. Mm -hmm. And I was so scared of this girl because she was a little older than I am. And I see her nowadays on Facebook to so see her. I'm just like, yeah. Anyway, I don't talk to her. <laughs> You know, I associate her with bullying, so hey, stay out from me. And then there was now this issue with my lips, you know, just in fact there was this um this guy this guy who used to be at a lady with the hanging lips. Oh my god, oh my, oh my goodness. Childhood bullies. Yeah. And so I became very sensitive. You know how it is when you're a teenager, okay? Mm -hmm. and I became very sensitive about this. And so when I was able to use makeup. Um, it is funny because when I started wearing makeup, at least I was already out of high school when I talk, when you talk about, you know, whatever, otherwise we're just doing fair and lovely in high school. So I had already, like, I had no issues with my skin tone, but I had issues with the lips and not because of anything, but because the kind of industry I was, I was on the face of tourists all day. I was a hotelier when I was, my, that's my first career. Mm -hmm. And so you'd see these people, clients, customers who are coming in because I was in the front office, whatever. They're looking at my lips. You know, but you can see where the attention is. It was very uncomfortable. And so I decided to be breaking my lips into two. So I used to wear a very dark shade on the outer, you know, and mm -hmm. then put a lighter shade in the middle so that it can break it so that the illusion makes my lips appear like they're not that thick. Yeah. Contour yes that exactly so you see it worked for me until i reached a point where when i came to america and i just you know i i, I changed it's a long story by the way one day you'll have to read on a book because there's a reason why 
I changed. I was very shy a long time ago. Publishing. I was a very shy person, yeah. Many people don't believe it, but I was. So when it reached a point where I don't give any Fs about anything. So I realized, listen, these are my lips and they're mine forever. So I'm not breaking my lips for nobody. Mm-hmm. So boom. I just started like literally wearing like whatever I want. And then there was also an issue because now my lips are very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I would have crazy breakouts, you know, have those little whatever. And I keep, I kept switching lipsticks all the time and I would have my lips dry. And so I was struggling with makeup, even finding a good makeup at uh, where I used to like to buy my makeup that I already mentioned before, <laughs> I couldn't find a good one. So I found something that could work, but it was, it had a red undertone. I am not that person i'm the kind of person who wants a bright face yellow undertone golden undertone not red so mm-hmm. red undertone made my face dull and i never liked it so i used to buy a different co- um how do you call it um concealer mm-hmm. mix it with my foundation so i used to buy a yellow one mix with my foundation so that it's brighter get the golden Yes, uh-huh. it has a golden glow. Mm-hmm. And I got tired of that. I decided, no, I'm going to fix this. I'm fixing all my problems. I'm tired of walking around with my lips hard and thick as cement because some lipstick is sitting there and I can't even... Every time you do this, you feel it. Sometimes you get those scraps coming out. Like, mm, yes. What's in my mouth? Yes. <laughs> and then after you take it off, it's almost like you were violated. Like your lips hurt so bad. You're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Now they're chapped. I was sick of it. I was sick of it. And when I started doing my research, it all pushed me towards, you know, I have sensitive uh, skin and my lips are also sensitive. Pushed me towards vegan products, you know, mm-hmm. um, gluten-free, all these clean products, paraben-free, all of that. And mm-hmm. so I chose that direction. I decided to launch my own cosmetics line mm-hmm. for women like me who have struggled and suffered and now they have had enough. Congrats. So I put together a little cosmetics line of amazing, beautiful uh, lipsticks that are super hydrating and moisturizing. Also, they are vegan and are 100% um, paraben-free, gluten-free, and they are FDA approved. So I also did amazing lipstick, that, I mean foundation that is not thick because I struggled with that other foundation it was too thick. Mm-hmm. So this one is light. So that you can decide, do I want a light coverage? Do I want medium coverage? Do I want full coverage? So you want full coverage, just add on to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not caking. It doesn't cake. And again, it's waterproof. So it's beautiful. So, and it's matte. I did it because that that's another struggle. Mm-hmm. I am very oily. So guys, my products are inspired by my issues, my problems that I was trying to fix. So I only have foundation of women of color only matte mm-hmm. perfect for somebody if you have normal skin or oily skin it's perfect mm-hmm. for you yes and that's when lavish by lily was created and lavish by lily is here to ensure that when you feel beautiful i mean when you look beautiful you also feel beautiful from the inside can you imagine wearing makeup and lipstick that is literally stabbing you to death like you're wearing lipstick that is so <laughs> heavy you can't even ignore your lips. Like the whole time you can feel your lips. You just feel like my lips are here. No. 
No, we don't have to do that. There was a time um, somebody referred me to, to get this lipstick because I was looking for something that lasts all day. I'm tired of just being cautious. Is my lipstick still on? Is it still on? Or drinking something and when you look at it, oh my God, the cup is white and the stain is screaming at you. So it was so embarrassing. And so they told me, oh, Lily, this, I know what it was, it was called lip stains. Lip stains is amazing. It stays all day. It doesn't stay. I was like, perfect. How much? It was expensive. I bought a set for like, what, $70, $75? You wear that thing. Hmm? You're going to scream, literally. Like, you're going to, it is painful. What? Yeah. It goes, it is so painful. <sighs> and then taking it off, you have to use something to take off. Fine. It's the pain I couldn't stand. And then you have something else that you have to put in there is to hydrate your lips because it leaves your lips so dry. That thing, you put it on your lips like this, pop, it vanishes like... Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. It was so... Girl, I swear, after two weeks, I was like, no way. No way. This is not the life I want. <laughs> you know, my lips are literally on ICU. No. <laughs> Mm -mm. I couldn't stand that stuff anymore. Even though it looked beautiful, even though, yes, it stayed all day, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. even though it wasn't staining, but the pain, uh, it was too much and it was driving me crazy. So, so that's, those are some of the things I needed to fix. So I wanted a long wear uh, lipstick that is also not going to kill you in the process. Mm -hmm. Something that's going to be good for you instead of, messing you up is going to add value and therefore the hydrating and the moisturizing effect is so that you get value if you have chapped lips use it for two days you're done your lips are back mm -hmm. beautiful and soft and keep it on at night because it continues to hydrate your lips it continues to take care of you so i don't even take my my lipsticks off interesting see yeah the kind of that's the kind of stories i like hearing because in today's society especially we tend to get stuck in the this does not work i don't like this i don't like this but yeah. we're busy complaining about the things that are not working we rarely stop to think okay why is it not working and can we find a different way so your right. both of them actually goes to say if you don't like something you have the power to change it and look at right. you now you have a, this beauty empire that you start you started from not liking something in the first place yes so, and by the way i'm wearing lily richards <laughs> <laughs> yeah you look amazing i know i already say that yeah <laughs> you look gorgeous thank like you that. And then, so how was the journey as an entrepreneur? Um, I know I am an entrepreneur myself and some days are extremely lonely, some days are tougher than others. So how yeah. has your journey been ups and downs? Tell me just, you know, just en enough that you're comfortable sharing without spilling the family secrets or recipes. Yeah, the journey has been good. I honestly cannot complain, complain but even though it was good, it was also very confusing, you know um being in this industry where we you know we are all about beauty you know mm -hmm. and then covid comes from nowhere and now everything has to literally just be like on 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 on, uh, on hold because i depend on you to buy lipstick um and all of a sudden you have your mask on you all the time 
and you're not leaving the house. <laughs> you're home. So you're not buying my foundations either. You're not buying my eyelashes. Where are you going nowhere? So um, dealing with that was very challenging. And actually, this industry was one of the industries that suffered a lot. That by itself is, you know, it taught me something. It taught me about having a contingency plan. It taught me about thinking about if that ever happens again, how are we going to stay afloat? Mm-hmm. Um, but we survived. I survived uh, COVID. And now the industry is back. You know, I'm in business again. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I realized that business requires a lot of patience. You know? If you don't have patience, you're probably going to quit very early in the game. And you really need to be passionate about the kind of business that you're doing. You have to love it just the way you can love a pet or a child. It's one of those things you give your life to and it gives back. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Other than that, same challenges like any other business, you know. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Well, um. Lily, it's been amazing having you today. And before I let you go, um, if someone's watching and they're truly inspired by your journey, any part of your story, or they would like to learn a thing or two from you, what kind of advice would you give such a person? Um, the advice I'd like to give is having been who I am and having gone through life the way I've gone through it, I've come to learn that every challenge always has a positive aspect to it. And that's actually one of my messages this year, just telling people to keep their eyes open. When something comes and you think it's all bad, oh my God, my life is over, ask yourself, how about on the flip side? Maybe my life is beginning. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is the beginning of something truly very beautiful. It shouldn't all be negative. And so I have learned that in every negative situation, there's a positive opportunity that I have to catch. And if you miss it, you're going to end up with nothing but the negative situation. But if you catch the positive opportunity, you're going to have a very beautiful beginning, something amazing. There's no way you will have a negative situation and nothing good will come out of it. That one, no, you'll have to challenge me. And tell me, okay, at this time, this happened, it was so negative, nothing positive ever came came out of it. And I'd be like, okay, let's talk. You know, and this is something I've learned just by out, being out here, serving the community, by being out here, doing my business. And if you follow me, you know actually how my business also came to be. And I'm talking about my business name, what it's inspired with. My business name, Lavish by Lily, was inspired by a very negative story, a very negative situation that turned out to be the situation that opened my eyes apparently god wanted to see me the way other people see me you know and i realized i almost missed it i would have been too angry i probably wouldn't have caught it but i did so guys keep your eyes open catch those positive opportunities leave the negativity out it's not it's not gonna take you anywhere yeah wow Thank you so much for sharing. And in in closing, just in case, you know, you wanted to share something as a padding shot that I probably didn't get a chance to ask you and you really want to squeeze it in, um, what would that be? And do you have anything um, additional to share? 
Wow. Uh, so basically, when you ask me about that, I go I automatically go into the space. Again, I told you, I, I, I'm in the women's space a lot. Okay. So I don't have anything else to share other than the fact that just to remind everybody that, you know, everybody has something amazing waiting, waiting to happen. Today, I saw my friend, she's in Kenya. She put up a post that she's going to, is it Indonesia or something? No, she's going to Turkey. Okay. And she said, in every family, there is that one child that breaks the the breaks the the chains of poverty. Amen. And I pray that it's me. Amen. Okay. And I was just like, whoa. This is deep. You know, I have never I've never thought about anything like that. Amen. You know? So I just wanna um encourage someone. It doesn't matter what you where you are right now. It doesn't matter what you're going through. If there's something, an idea that's not giving you, that is giving you sleepless nights, something you keep thinking about over and over, maybe it's time that you start now taking that something and actualizing it and making it a reality because that's how God reaches out and communicates to us. Maybe this girl had been thinking about this tacky thing and she didn't know until it reached a point where now she realized maybe I should actually work towards going to Turkey. It doesn't just happen that you wake up in the morning like I'm going to Turkey. No, there is obviously something that's been going on in your head. It comes and goes, it comes and lingers in there. And then sometimes you're seriously thinking about doing something, but oh, the procrastination is just too much. Hey, you're wasting time. I don't know how old you are, but you're wasting time. Okay? You're wasting time. Get on with it. Listen to yourself. Get on with it get doing what you're supposed to be doing, your passion could be also become your hustle and it could become your job. It will become something you do for fun and for money. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much again, Lily, for joining our show today. This has been a great session. I feel like I, I feel like I know you a little bit more now. Really? <laughs> oh. oh, thank you. I'm glad, mommy. I'm glad. And um, thank you so much for having me. Before this, yes, we had never interacted, but you're a very pleasant person. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad we did this. Yeah. Well, have a I was nervous, though. I was nervous because we didn't have, like, one of those, oh, I'm going to ask you about this and that. No, no, no. no. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, right and that's yeah. exactly why so the reason why i didn't send you any questions is i wanted the conversations to flow freely and it yes. wants to be truly from you know your own real story as opposed to like i'm gonna answer this question this way you know what i mean yeah yeah perfect actually i had fun doing this with you thank you so much mama nice thank well you. you can have go hang out with your daughter now <laughs> i'm sure yeah can. thank you <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lily. Okay. Bye-bye. If you know someone who will benefit from this message, please don't sit on this content. Go ahead and share. Share and share and spread the message because you never know what one person says that could impact someone else's life. And if we can impact someone else's life positively, and the more people we can do that to, the more beautiful this world will be. 
So thank you so much again. And until next time, have a wonderful day.